Climate and sea level changes. What is more influential than all the people alive on planet Earth today? Fact. Antarctic ice is melting. Sea level rise is a problem that is garnishing increasing attention among both scientists and the media. And as climate change continues to warm the Earth, the current rate of 1.4 inches per decade, that's 10 years, is projected to increase, with NOAA predicting another foot of sea level rise along U.S. coastlines by 2050. The most consequential tipping point when it comes to sea level rise is Thwaites Glacier, also known as the Doomsday Glacier, located in West Antarctica. When this massive ice sheet melts, the Earth's seas are predicted to rise by at least two feet, but perhaps the greater concern is what will happen to the surrounding ice when Thwaites is no longer there to stabilize the region around it. Many scientists predict that were this system to completely collapse, we would actually see around six feet a sea level rise, a truly catastrophic scenario. This is was written by spoken by Kaya Riverman, glaciologist of the Oregon State University in a video that would be linked if you were to refer to the actual printed blog. What causes the hot spot under Thwaites Glacier? I quote, increased melting slash ice loss of Antarctica's Pine Island and Thwaites Glacier is the result of geologically induced heat flow emitted from underlying bedrock hotspots, not climate change figure above. All but a very minor amount of Antarctica's glacial ice melting occurs in the western portion of this continent. The most rapid and greatest ice mass loss areas in western Antarctica are in West Antarctica. They are positioned directly above geographically extensive and high heat flow geological features. This association is thought to be strong evidence of a cause and effect relationship. Discussion of evidence supporting the contention that the melting of Pine Island and Thwaites glaciers is the result of bedrock heat flow magma begins with a review of the regional geology, referred to figure above. The Pluton-rich hotspot is a 61,000 square mile area that is home to numerous high heat flow lava pockets that are bounded and fueled by deep earth reaching faults. Several detailed research studies document the existence and configuration of this area. This lies along the West Antarctic Rift. The Mount Erebus Volcanic Complex hotspot is the most geologically active portion of Antarctica. It is a 25,000 square mile high heat flow area, much of which is absent of glacial ice. The absence of glacial ice across a huge portion of West Antarctica is extremely unusual and exceedingly difficult to explain by invoking global warming. Quoting, plate climatology, more proof that geologic forces are melting Thwaites and Pine Island glaciers. This link's also available in the printed blog. Here's food for thought. The glaciologist Kyla, Kaya Riverman cites, quote, long-term climate change mitigation. <laughs> oh, in the video, that's between minutes 332 and 343. Houston, we have a problem. Fact number one, the one thing that can cause the average mean sea level to rise six feet over the next 10 years is a meltdown of the glaciers. Fact number two, 
scientific measurable repeatable data clearly show us the rising tide is not a function of anthropogenic man-caused climate change. The melting of the West Antarctic glaciers is not caused by rising air temperature. It is the natural volcanic heating under West Antarctica that will affect global tides. The second name for Thwaites Glacier is the Doomsday Glacier. Fact number three, the tidal flooding in Miami, Norfolk, and even in Baytown, Texas is not due to climate change but something the environmentalist activists do not want to discuss. Look to a federal government agency that reports on geological issues from a scientific point of view, the U.S. Geological Survey. I quote, More than 80% of known land subsidence in the U.S. is a consequence of groundwater use and is often overlooked environmental consequence of our land and water use practices. Increasing land development threatens to exacerbate existing land subsidence problems and initiate new ones. This is from the USGS website, uh, Land Subsidence by Water Resources, written by Water Resources on March 2nd, 2019. Personal. I was born and raised in the small Texas coastal city of Palacios. My home was four blocks from the Gulf of Mexico. At the time I moved from my first home at age 15, the property was approximately 13 feet above MSL, or mean sea level. Google Earth indicates my backyard was 12 feet above MSL on December 1st, 2018. 56 years after my mom remarried and moved us to my stepfather's home, there has been no appreciable change in mean sea level in that seaside town. The one foot difference in elevation is due to land subsidence, a product of pumping groundwater from the aquifer below the city, not due to anthropogenic climate change. What remedial actions are appropriate? Well, get to know an excellent real estate agent who can help you move inland to a nice lot at least 12 feet above the current mean sea level. <laughs> no hurry, you have plenty of time. Puny mankind's atmospheric emissions and other human activities are insignificant when compared to the inexhaustible natural forces at work within, above, and on the surface of the earth. Saber is poder, knowledge is power. This is John White in Rockwell, Texas.